0: Father, we come just the way we are, without anything to a different level, because yours is about building us. Thank you for this youth time, but, O oh Lord, we want to say thank you, because you alone are youth at heart. Father, begin with us and end with us. In Jesus' name, with thanksgiving in our hearts we pray, amen. May we take our seats. I really want to take this opportunity to thank uh, Pastor and Mrs. Reuter for according me an opportunity that I may be able to stand here once again to share the Word of God. It is my prayer that we we'll journey together and learn the lessons that are so important in our lives because it is these lessons that take us from one lower level to another higher level. Amen? When you look at the youthfulness today, the title, the title of the message is Profitable Youthfulness. And you may be saying in your heart that this message is for, you, for the youth. It is not mine. Why should I spend time to pay particular attention what is going to be said today but i want to remind us that a good youthfulness must be full of gain not only for yourself but for someone else youthfulness must also be attracting not repelling don't become like a mosquito repellent whose job is to throw away mosquitoes from the body of a person. Now, Isaiah 40 brings a lot of insights where we're able to see that the desire of God is that all of us must renew our strength. That even in times when we are tired, God says he will renew strength. Now, when you have a strength renewed, It simply means we are functioning at a level of a youth because a youth is an epitome of strength and stamina. Therefore, this message is for all of us because we are youths at heart. Amen? After all, to God, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like a day. So, when we look at our lives, we have only merely existed maybe for hours. Amen? Not even days. Young one, take a stand. The scripture we have read, 1 Samuel 17, 8 to 12, has issues. Some issues are good, some issues are bad. Israel was experiencing an issue of war. And a giant was there, Goliath. This giant, when you measure him not in in feet but in meters, he was more than three meters tall beyond that doorpost. Because most of the doors are only two meters. Now three meters tall. He was a giant of a man. Now, these problems will pierce and bring injury to individuals and families, even nations at large, as as we are seeing in the case of Israel, as we look at it. Zambia has never been spared of these thorns. We may not face a Goliath, literally, but there are many Goliathes that are in the nation which calls for the youths to rise up and face these challenges and defeat these challenges. Because as long as they are not defeated, they will grow from one level to another and they will discourage us. Amen? One area I can talk about is that Zambia has youths just like any other country. The strength that the youths have in this land is the same which other countries have. But when it comes to sport, for instance, do you know that Africa Cup has only been won once? Does it mean we fail to rise to that occasion where we can become victorious as a nation? You mean we don't have people? That can make a difference for us, because in Zambia the story seems to be same, year in, year out. Our qualifications is through mathematical dispositions. Where are the youth, the epitome of strength, the ones who can rise to the occasion and make a difference? Now, youth. Must use their strengths to add value, and not to indulge in sin and rebellion and worthless activities. If I say of these things, you know what comes to mind today. There are many youths that are drinking recklessly, instead of spending time to do things that are valuable, that are going to add value to themselves. but they are drinking. Somehow, had a different... uh, I mean, rather, David had a different spirit and showed courage. If all of us are youths in the eyes of God, then we have what it takes to rise to the occasion and make a difference in this nation. Amen? Despite being a youth, he stood up for the nation to remove the stench brought on the nation. We have a lot of stenches that are covering the nation. But unfortunately, the youths are taking background. They are taking back steps. They are not visible. Every youth is called upon to become visible because, indeed, they are a source of these many solutions that we are going to experience. One other thing we must understand is this. David spent time doing his father's business. How do we spend our time as youths? Where do we exert our energies? What interests us most? Now you'll notice that in the process of doing his father's business, he experienced an opportunity to train himself. He trained himself because he loved what he was doing. When any animal came, examples were given of a lion and a bear. He said, I did not allow these to get any of my father's animals this sheep. In doing that, he didn't know that he was arming himself with his strength to face greater challenges tomorrow. He had no idea that Goliath is going to appear in the near future. the thing to do. Youths, spend time, passionate time, to do your father's business. Amen? The question I want to say again to you is, how are you spending your time as a youth? What occupies you? What occupies your space? What occupies your mind? What activity are you involved in? Is that activity helping you to shape your strength and your stamina? Yes, I know today there are laptops and iPads. These are wonderful tools, but they have limitations. Whilst they may be able to address issues to do with the brain and take the brain to a higher level of operating, in the physical arena, we remain weak. We must exercise a balance. Let's spend time on these gadgets, but also spend time to exercise ourselves. Spend time to engage in sport. Spend time in issues that really will cause us to become tired and allow the cells to die quickly and be replaced. That way we'll experience growth and we'll go from one level of strength to another. Amen? But be encouraged. The world may not know you, I'm sure you know the story of David very well. When he was anointed king, but he didn't start functioning, he was just chosen, so experienced evil spirit. And they asked for David to go into Saul's house so that when this evil spirit comes up, the young man would play music and the evil spirit would go down. Saul himself asked for David. But surprising, Saul was asking, whose child is this? Who is the father? I want to encourage you, the youth, that your name may not be known, that people may not acknowledge you, that your efforts may not be visible, but keep doing what you are doing as long as it is in line with God because it will take you to greatness. Amen? Amen? Amen. It will take you to greatness. Refuse to be trendy. What kind of destroys the youth of today is coping. Because A, B, C, D does things this way, or they dress this way, you copy, you want to look alike, you want to move in the same fashion, but God has made us very unique, we are unique individuals, we must be able to stand out, because he has also empowered us differently, We cannot do everything that everyone does, neither can we do everything because everyone does. Let us stand out and make a difference to become profitable. So refuse to be trendy, rely on the standards of God. God has given us these standards. He's the alpha and he's also the omega. He's the beginning, And is the end. And is is given us a root. At the end of that root, we'll find Christ, who says, Welcome, my good and faithful servant. That is what we must busy ourselves with. Now, when you look at David, he went to pick stones. He picked five stones. He could have picked two if he knew that the job would be done. But he picked five. And five is the number of grace. So he knew I cannot do this thing on my own. I require the grace of God to succeed. Therefore, he picked five stones. And where did he pick these five stones? From a brook. What do you find in a brook? Water. What is water? A picture of the, of, of, of the word. The word of God is pictured by water. So David relied on the word of God. He also relied on the grace. This is what I'm bringing to the youth today. Don't rely on our own strength. It will amount for us wrong things or bring us to wrong conclusions or places. But let us rely in God. Amen? This also showed that David hid and kept the word of God in his heart. Because when he went to challenge Goliath, he actually showed that Goliath was uncircumcised the Philistine, who had no business to defy the armies of God. Is that our stance? When we meet challenges in life, do we realize that we must not give anyone a chance to defy the word of God? Actually, the word became with RAM and operating system, random access memory and the operating system. It caused him to function in the manner that he functioned. Therefore, as youths, I want to say again, stand up and make a difference. Do not allow the devil take a foothold anywhere else. Let's make a difference. And the nation of Israel defeated the Philistine giant, and the nation of Israel celebrated. May you be a person that will cause this nation of Zambia to celebrate because your efforts are going to be seen and they'll be appreciated. Amen? Truth alone will cause you to take a stand. If you don't know truth, no one can take a stand. And we know that the truth is Christ. I also, be our stand. Amen. I also want to say, as a youth, be a good example. Be a good example. One Timothy four seven. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle for our hope is in the living God who is the savior of all people and particularly all believers. Teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. This was a word that was given to Timothy. Now, Timothy was not a youth pastor because a youth pastor can be a big person like me ministering to the needs of the youth and I'll be called a youth pastor. But Timothy was a youth. Therefore, obviously some issues came about. Maybe some people were belittling him. They didn't want to believe him. Even as I'm standing here, encouraging each one of us as youths that we must not allow anyone to belittle to us, especially where our faith is concerned. Amen? We must not allow anyone to belittle to us. I know that people naturally don't trust easily. It's very difficult, unless you know the background of a person, then you can trust them. But to trust them just like that is not easy. Worse is still, if the person is young, because a lot of questions will come to mind. Be looking at experience. Do you have experience? Where did you learn this? Where did you experience this? Because we believe that experience is the best teacher. A child who starts school at the age of five years, for instance, goes into school, starts grade one, and then along the way, he doesn't repeat any of the grades, or he doesn't fall sick. There are no things that will take him backward. Then he proceeds into the university after waiting maybe for a year or two, uh, before he could be accepted in the university after completing grade 12. Then there, everything goes smoothly, does not repeat any semester. It is possible that for such a child, if he was studying to become a doctor, he can become a doctor at the age of 26 or 27. Fully qualified. That's a lovely thing. That's a lovely story we can talk about. A person like me, as elderly as I am, if I go to the hospital and I find a 27-year-old to try to deal with me, it will be a challenge. This is my son. This is my daughter. You know, when you go through examinations, sometimes embarrassing moments arrive which this child cannot handle. But the child is qualified. These are challenges that the youths are going to experience from time to time. But this same doctor, if he's disciplined enough and he knows how to handle himself, and he communicates well with the patients, soon people are going to develop trust in him. So every youth, regardless of where you are, or what you are doing, or what you are experiencing, as long as you are assertive enough, as long as you have shown that you are a believer, as long as you have shown that you know what you are doing, people are going to trust you. Therefore, don't sit back on the account of being a child and see a situation go to waste. Be an example. Step step out and become an example. Like Timothy was encouraged, be an example to many people. Amen? Amen? I like... What senior pastor says about church, he says, if you call this gathering church, there are all kinds of confusions, because people bring all kinds of things. into. Because you have a mandate, you have a purpose to make a difference in your lives. Therefore, I want to say to us, and youths inclusive, that church is not a boating club full of yachts. You know, in a yacht, you get into the river, you can go in any direction without aim, just playing around in the water, feeling cool. But church is a stream of fishing boats. We have a responsibility to fish. Therefore, we must live our lives indeed with a purpose amen we must live our lives with purpose do not allow your youth your youthfulness to become a liability because it can become allow it to become an asset to the gospel of Jesus Christ this will automatically this will not automatically happen it takes careful living Let us not live anyhow. Let us consider how we are living. Weigh all options available. Everything that comes to us, we must look at options and weigh these options. Subject them to the light of Christ. Because the truth then will be seen and experienced in our heart. Let people see the value of Scripture in our lives. That's what brought respect to, to Timothy, because people saw the value of the Word of God in him. Amen? We have a responsibility to show that Scripture answers all manner of things and situations. Every kind of problem, there's an answer in in Scripture. And you may say, some of these things happened a long time ago. The Word of God is effective in every era, including this one where we are in. The big, the Word of God is bigger. Align yourself there and learn. Be self-controlled. Because that is a good example that you can give others. Be self-controlled. Seriousness, must show seriousness. And soundness of speech is very, very important. Remember, every day, people are gauging us to see who we are. I also want to say that youth have a voice just like all of us have a boy. The book of Jude, verse 3 and 4, because it is one chapter. The book of Jude, verse 3 and 4. The Bible reads, verse 3, Dear friends, I had been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share. But now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted us, has, has entrusted once for all time to His holy people. I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. The contamination of such people was recorded long ago, for they have denied our only master, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, youths and everyone else has, we have a voice. This voice is either in written form or spoken, or graphically presented, pictorial. It is a voice. What is important is the intelligence in this voice. Refuse the trappings of listening to the sound of your voice, because that sometimes is a problem. You want to hear how your voice sounds. Maybe, yes, uh, during, uh, when, when it is a choir, you can allow that because you want these competing voices to come up and then they become stars. It's to deliver the substance, not the sound of our voice, not the pitch of our voice. Every voice has a frequency. Please regulate it. I don't know whether you have been to meetings where people will raise their hands and desire to ask questions. When they ask a question, you even wonder, was this necessary to be asked? You mean they have no answer. That is a sign that one wants to listen to their voice. It is a trapping. Which is not very good. Amen? Refuse to speak nonsense. Did you hear me? Refuse to speak nonsense. Even when you are giving out an opinion, let us be very careful. Let's first evaluate this opinion. Is it building? Is it adding value, or is it subtracting? Or is it a voice that you are just bringing to be seen that you are around and you are speaking? In the case of Jude, he wanted to write on salvation, which all of us access. But then he saw something else which was very pressing that wrong people had come into the church and there was a requirement to defend the faith. It is the responsibility of every youth to defend the faith. That which you profess, you must defend and stand on the truth. Do not allow wrong things that are emanating from anywhere else which have no basis, which appear very nice, but they are taking you to the grave. Refuse this, stand out, defend the faith that we profess, otherwise these little groupings that we join in, we will not be able to join them if we know the truth and the value. So you must have a voice, but speak it for good reason. Voices come in many ways and many forms. One's behavior is also a voice. The way you behave, it is a voice. One's habits and attitudes is also a voice. The choice of words and friends is also a voice. Failure to give anything, especially in places like this, we're in church. Offering basket comes, you look aside, pretending that you do not have money, but you have. But you know that he who gives you is faithful, and tomorrow he will give you. You look aside and don't do anything. That, too, is a voice that you are a greedy person. Don't use your voice to justify wrongs. Raise your voice to bring Christ to the fore. Amen? The other thing I want to talk about is recklessness will kill your destiny in God. Don't become reckless with our lives or with our words. In the olden days in the villages, they used to discourage people Mentioning careless words. You quarrel with a person and you say, The wrong ones would hear what you have said and proceed to cause harm to that person. If that person died and they don't wake up the following night, I mean, day, whether by natural causes or not, they'll say, You are responsible. Genesis 39. Verse 3 to 9. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was, was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. And I'm sure you know this whole story. Made in charge in the house... But something came up. The wife to Potpha started enticing the young man for sexual favors. What did Joseph do? He realized that God had given him dreams. And these dreams were leading to leadership. He may not have understood them at the time, but the brothers and the father understood that these dreams are taking this guy elsewhere. And this caused the brother to bring hate names and called their brother the dreamer. Here comes the dreamer. The father wondered in his heart. After all this, Joseph remained a person that feared God and did not Engage himself in the wrong thing. Otherwise, he would have lost his destiny. Amos chapter 4, verse 13 says, and I quote: He who forms the mountains, creates the wind, and reveals his thoughts to man. God is the revealer of his thoughts to man. That what he wants to do in our lives, you show us. Sometimes in a dream, like in the case of Joseph. All of us as young people have allowed to become something or someone in life. Don't allow recklessness to come into your life and destroy your dream. Give your dream a chance. Amen? Give your dream a chance. Now, there's a similarity that you can check. Joseph, both Joseph and David were sent to refresh their brothers. David was sent to take food to the brothers at the war front. Joseph was sent to take food to his brothers who were looking after animals. They were sent, and they obeyed. Their obeying took them to God given state in their lives. Because Goliath would not have been met had David not gone there. Joseph also would not have been sold into slavery if he had not gone to take food to his brothers. But one thing, they were obedient to the call and sending of the Father. And they went and they went to a different level. Now, we know we have spoken about the prodigal son and his misdeeds. The difference is this. The prodigal son, which is recorded in Luke 15, verse 11 to 27, sent himself. He went to the father, collected things, and sent himself. The father did not send him. What happened to him? Sooner or later, he lost his destiny. Pigs became his friends and housemates. Don't lose your destiny because of recklessness. Your father, who is our creator, has important visions that you and I must ascend into, but we must remain there or else Who will lose our destiny and eat? Self and I attitude, selfishness. A story in the book of Proverbs, chapter 11. You go and read on your own, verse 1 to 27. It is a story of a father giving advice to a son. And the father gave the son an example of another lad who had no no proper standing. He didn't have proper values. This boy who had no proper values, the young lad, was enticed by a woman. Whilst Joseph ran away, this one was enticed. And the Bible records in the book of Proverbs 7, 21 and 22, let's see what it says there about this young lad. Proverbs 7, 21 and 22. The Bible reads, So he seduced him with a pretty speech and enticed him with with her flattery. He followed her at once like an ox going to the slaughter. He was like a stag, a stag is a deer, caught in a trap. Refuse to be caught in a trap as a youth. You must know what you are doing. You must know what your purposes are in life. Amen? As I come to a close on number five, don't embrace leprosy. 2 Kings 5, verse 1 to 5. 2 Kings 5, verse 1 to 5. The Bible reads, The king of Aram had great admiration for Naaman, the commander of his army, because through him the Lord had given, him, had given Aram great victories. But though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. And among their captives was a young girl who had been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. One day the girl said to her mistress, I wish my master would go to see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of this leprosy. The story is this. There are places and situations where leprosy seems to be accepted. I tried to look in the dictionary what leprosy is. It has many versions. One of it says, leprosy is actually a state of corruption or decay. Do not allow leprosy to come or creep into our lives. Corruption and decay, it is leprosy. In Syria, leprosy was accepted because Naaman, General Naaman, brought wonderful victories. Therefore, the people overlooked. What victory have you brought in life? In groupings of a friend of friends, which caused them to look aside of the leprosy that you are carrying. It took a young girl, a youth to point out that this is not right. Rise, point out things that are not right. But that youth used a lot of wisdom because did not go to Naaman and say, you you have this leprosy, it's not accepted, you must go to Israel so that you can be healed. Went through to her mistress and said, where I come from? There's a cure for this disease my boss is carrying. Use wisdom. As a youth, don't confront anyone anyhow. Find avenues in which you can bring that which is bothering you so that it can be settled. Amen? Remember your victories. Situations of divorce. It is leprosy. In 2019, 20,818 divorces happened. If you divide it by 365 days, it translates to 57 divorces every day. In 2020, 25,815 cases, divorces, This translates to 71 cases every day. You can actually see that 2019, 57. 2020, 71. They're increasing. This is leprous. And the majority of these are the youths. Those of us who got married a long time ago, we know how to bend corners and remain intact together. But the youths do not have values. They don't know what marriage is. They're going to marriage because of wrong ideas and situations. That is a cancer which must be addressed by you yourselves as the youths. Amen? Sin is crouching at the door Eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. Cain was taught in Genesis 4:17. Even today, I'm saying, sin and error is crouching at the door. Master it. You should not become a victim. You must not become a statistic. You must not become a video aid or lesson aid like that young man in Proverbs 7, who the father was using, but we must make a difference. Amen? May we stand together. Father, we are so thankful for the word that you have given to us. I know, God, that it is you that gives depth and dimension. That which has been said, Review to each one of us in a deeper state, that indeed we may become youth that are beneficial, not youth that bring problems, not youth that are a headache to parents, but youth that will rise and make a difference for all of us in the nation, and allow the nation to, great, to, to go to greater height. Father, thank you that you are not segregative, for even to the youth you speak and you show visions and dreams. It is for this reason, of oh, Father, that we want to thank you, even as you are teaching us, that indeed all of us, despite our ages, at heart we are youths. Father, receive honor, receive glory. Thank you for today. Continue to be with us. In Jesus' name, with thanksgiving in our hearts we pray, amen and amen. You can take your seats. Thank you.